Um, let me, I forgot to pull up mole intro. Cool. Um, okay. Welcome to Idle Talk, the chill conversational podcast about reading, watching, and playing in a broken and absurd world. I'm Grace, and I'm joined by Cole. Hello, I'm here. And our our uh, mutual friend at Hendrix Trog, uh, streamer and joker extraordinaire. Joker. Uh, please, joker. please, it's Jorker. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the, my father was the joker. Uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, it's Jack. Hi, hi there. Uh, yes, I know. Yes, hello. <laughs> um, yeah, good. Ah, it's rowdy. That's what you want. You want it to be a little rowdy. It's what I'm here for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we're we're doing uh, we're doing idle talk. We're doing uh, we're doing a podcast. We're going to talk about a couple shooter games, like unpleasant shooters. That's not like a formal genre designation, <laughs> but I think it applies to both of these. Um, I think all, I think all shooters up. are unpleasant. I guess yeah. I think that's in a way. That's I think these are deliberately thing. unpleasant. Yes, it is. Uh, they're honest about their unpleasantness. Like it's part of their project. Like a Call of Duty yeah. Black Ops is unpleasant, but they don't see it as being such. Yeah, yeah. We're talking about. Uh, well, actually, I don't know. Well, let's. Uh, we're going to talk about Spec Ops: The Line and uh, Kane and Lynch Two: Dog Days. Um, but maybe we just want to go around the horn a little bit and just talk about what we've been doing a little more generally. Um, if that's all right with y'all. I'm, I'm yeah. cool. I, lo- I love general chats. Yeah. Um, let's see. Well, I, I guess I've been reading House of Leaves oh, for a book club. Fun. It's, uh, you know, it's got its you charms. Gotta, you gotta turn the page side, sideways to get really spooked. Well, the th- okay, the thing about that part of the book, or at least, like, the first part where you do that, is it's all, like, bibliography stuff, so you, like, turn you turn the page upside down, and it's, like, a bunch of names of architects or something, right? I just don't... Mm-hmm. This is the thing. It's, like, so many of the formal devices of the book, I don't actually know what it is adding to, like, <laughs> the thing, right? And a lot of it is, like, implicit in the act of reading that, like, a writer like Borges, which is obviously really influenced by, can, like, pull out really easily. You know, I'm sure people are very, like, people really like this book. And, like, I'm, I'm like, I'm, like, uh, I'm, like, 250 pages in, I think, somewhere around there. So I still got a bit to go. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm trying to keep my heart and mind open, but I don't super care for it so far. Um, you know, I can, yeah, I can. I haven't read it in forever. Yeah. I read in high school and it blew my mind, but I was 14 and my mind was easily blown by things. I mean, I think, I think like in the, I like, I think if I hadn't read Borges, I would be more charmed by it. Right. Like that's, that is like, you know, um, one of the things about it, Uh, but I I don't know. I don't, uh, I don't, I don't like hate it. I think it's all right. Or I think Mm -hmm. parts of it, I think parts of it are quite good. There's a couple moments that I think are really, you know, have been really creepy so far. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, basically, it's this book that's like uh, it's like multiple layers. I should explain what it is. It's like multiple layers. So it's like the first layer you're reading this like academic book about a film about a haunted house that's like has this cavernous space inside, right? That's like can't be explained. It like defies all physics and stuff. And then you're also reading the account of the person who like found this academic book. From like this old dude who died right in his like apartment complex or something 
And then you're also like, there's the editor who's like editing all this that stuff. <laughs> so it's like this, you know, multi-layered, I mean, very postmodern, like a lot of stuff does this. David Mitchell is like, obviously very fond of this kind of text shenanigans. It's a love, um, I love a good onion book. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I do too. Like, yeah. Like one of my, one of my favorite novels, which like people probably don't know about is the, the scholar of Moab. It's a Steve, Stephen Peck. It's the guy. And it's like, it's, um, it is like part slice of life period piece and part like screwball comedy about Mormons. <laughs> um, it's like a, it's very good. I think it's very funny, very bizarre and like very sort of touching. And it does a similar thing where it's like, you know, the, the book itself is like poems and a collection of texts and like journal entries, letters and stuff. Right. Like this is, a, I mean, like, I guess Bram Stoker's Dracula does this too, right. This is a pretty mm-hmm. old device, but like, um, and I think, I think it's fine. I think like, I think it's cool to do that. I think, the way you draw attention to like the meta text is neat, but like, I don't know. I think it, um, I think the book thinks it does more for it than it actually does. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, cause like there, there, there is an inherent tension between the real world and reading and the act of reading itself. Even if the book is like straightforward right. narratively. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Uh, I've been playing union cross. The King <laughs> I'll be quiet. For oh, a which union are you in? I'm in the Fox. The Steelworkers. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, the thing is, it is kind of like that, though. It, like this yeah. is the thing is like all all the Keyblade wielders in Kingdom Hearts who are not bosses are like exploited laborers, like textually. It's and it's and even worse. It's child labor. It's, yeah, it's it's, uh, it's so screwed up. I love this it. Is, it's now, <laughs> now I'm just picturing some guy named like Don Pompanelli in like the North Shore, up on the East Coast, which is like a Keyblade walking around like some small town in Maine fixing people's sinks with Donald Duck. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what you do in Kingdom Hearts, honestly. You're fixing like metaphysical cosmic sinks, but like you show up in a world and you you find the keyhole and you plug it up, get or it fixed you, up. Yeah, or you just or you just get some lux and you just uh you pat you patch a hole and it's like. Well, well, it's up. I guess I'm off. Ten-year-old uh, me, I hope I don't die. Because <laughs> that's yeah. just the screwed-up thing about Union Cross. It's like kids just die and they don't come back. They're just gone. <laughs> yeah. Although, like, I feel like well, uh, we'll see. I'm. Death is weird in Kingdom Hearts. Is there death in Kingdom Hearts? Well, um, to I'll put, it sh- I'll put it shortly. Uh, there is. There, yes. There, there, there is, um, there, um, there is uh, death. Death. Death works differently to different people. But some, yes, some, I think that but, is like. But but some people aren't lucky and uh, they get the short end of the stick. So yeah. I, so yeah, yeah. No, I'm I'm making my way through. I'm starting to get some of the more story stuff. Like I just met a bunch of other like Keyblade wielders in. Um, I don't remember what the hub town is called. Boston. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's the one. Yeah, it's just Boston. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's like Daybreak Town or something like that. That's a cool you know. name. Um, I mean, yeah, it's like the it's like the whole thing is you got you got Traverse Town and Twilight Town are the hubs in Kingdom Hearts one and two. You know. Mm, true. Yeah. Good, um, good town you know, names. Those... Kingdom Hearts got that down. They got town yeah. names. Got check mark there. Yeah. Zippers. 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 Check. Yeah, I don't think my character has any zippers. Although I could definitely get some. You could. Get some you could. Weird, there's some weird cosmetic stuff in that video game. I could be like a big Donald Duck or something. 
You can get like some. You can you can be Aqua. You can dress like they they have different they have different like little time frames for like different costumes you could buy. Like there's... yeah, mm-hmm. it's been which I haven't since, you know. Yeah. yeah, well we you know maybe we can form a little party. I mean I don't know if we're if we're not in the same union maybe it's a problem. It is it has really been it has works. been ages since I I played <laughs> Cross. I'm not at, at a certain point I decided um because I, I think I, um... yeah I just decided just to go in the wiki that was my you know i think maybe that's the play um because i I'm, I'm not having a bad time and it is like you know, like i'll play it in the bathroom during work yeah <laughs> now yeah it's, you know and yeah. it's like yeah it does the job it um, does the job you want to do out of like you know i want to spend a few minutes and you know get my nice um pogs of like axle deep throating ice cream or you yes know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, did you? I mean, I I posted this somewhere um, on Twitter. Yeah, yeah that, that picture. Yeah, I remember that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, on brand, yeah. on brand, deep throat. I mean, he's gay. That's yeah, just, yeah, you know? yeah. That's that's is that's. Axel's into boys. It's 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 just the truth. Very much. I like. So. Yeah, I um. I really don't want anyone to tell Nomura about trans people. Because, it will be in the video game, and it will be bad. Just like <laughs> leave, leave us alone, you know. Don't put, don't oh, put us textually in the game. So. It would be so bad. Uh, but anyway, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm like in a good place with Kingdom Hearts at the mm-hmm. moment. Um, I feel like fairly confident that I'm not gonna have a good time with three, but I don't know that. So uh, I'm gonna try and keep a open heart. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, as 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 someone who has played all the games in. In mm-hmm. some in some cases, a pretty consistently. I, I ha- I have definitely, especially after playing the DLC, and which I'll 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 tell you right now. Um, d- there's there's an easier DLC, and there's very very hard DLC. Don't don't feel afraid to just go on YouTube at a certain point. That's <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's yeah. So that that's that's my advice. On that. No, I sort of know what the structure. Like I, it's weird because I listen to a lot of reasons, so I kind of know what happens in all these games. But, right. Um, Except Birth by Sleep was pretty much all new because they summarized it very badly, and also you don't understand what's happening in that game unless you know what happens in the game. Yeah, no, the, I, that is that was my yeah. I, I loved listening to lore reasons, but it's definitely there is there is definitely uh, a good reason to like play through these games to get like some extra context because there are yeah. sometimes, there are sometimes scenes that like may not be shown off like in a uh, like a cutscene movie, but mm-hmm. I still think right. they're important. Yeah, I mean, I think I think three five eight is actually like a really cool game, um, like a video game that you play with your hands. And I think it is too bad that a lot of people, the way people are going to experience that, is through the movie. Yeah. Um, but uh, which you know, but also at the same time, like I watched the recoded movie, and I don't feel bad about that at all. That, I think that yeah, was a no, good that, that recoded <laughs> is such a weird thing because that was made initially for like Japan only, like certain cell phones before really the iPhone took off. So you had like this whole episodic experiment, and it just there's delays in between. So you're just kind of left like, oh, you know, I bet at some point they said, "Where's where's the buff boy? Bring out bring out buff child. We need him in here." <laughs> Which if, for folks, no, it's Riku, but you know, it's it's buff boy in my heart. That's his name. It's buff boy. Riku's buff boy. Yeah, I think it is wild how like a lot of Kingdom Hearts is just playing Kingdom Hearts one again. Um, because that's what Shade of Memories is kind of. And that's what Recoded is kind of. 
And then ultimately recorded you play Chain of Memories again, kind of. <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, I think that's it on, uh, on my, I mean, I'm like doing all sorts of stuff, but I think mm-hmm. that's, uh, that's about all I want to discuss before we get into music. How about, how about you, Cole? What have you got on your plate these days? Uh, I built a work, an exercise bike yesterday. I saw oh, that. Wow. Yeah, it looks good. Yeah. I moved it in front of my TV sometimes. I was playing Fallout 3 while biking today. Oh, damn. So... While people are just gaming, I'm getting gains. Damn. <laughs> Gaining and gaming. Um, but yeah, that's, that was one of the bigger things of my week. Uh, I also played and finished Prince of Persia, The Forgotten Sands. Oh, yeah. Um, which absolutely owns. The game's really cool. Yeah, I uh, I bought like all the like 3D Ubisoft mm-hmm. Prince of Persia games. You should definitely uh, give that one a go. It's like yeah. incredibly linear in a very interesting way. It also has some really cool camera stuff, like um fixed camera yeah well i think like that's i feel like that's the like there's that sort of early 360 yeah, like the ps2 and xbox games are right camera. right exactly and then like you get you get you still have some of that stuff in like the first assassin's creed game right mm-hmm. in like and then it just sort of slowly fades yeah uh which is a bummer yeah the forgotten saints is cool that's some really good platforming puzzles um yeah. it's like f- maybe five hours so you can get, oh, like, that's get out dope. real quick oh, yeah that's nice. good i I'm a fan of that. I need to play uh, that one of these days. I'll, uh, the only thing Prince of Persia I've done is I, I watched the Disney movie. I, yeah, I've done that, Oh, too. my gosh. Yeah, the movie. I forgot about that. Yeah. Uh, Adrian With, Althea. Uh, yeah. And Jake Gyllenhaal. Jake Gyllenhaal. Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> yep. As the, as the t- titular Prince of Persia. Mr. Mr. Prince. You know, some people's Prince. You know, it makes the sense. Prince of Phil- the Prince of Philadelphia. Who's the Prince oh, of the Year, Gyllenhaal. you know, in people's hearts. That's how they pick you. Yeah. Have I yeah, seen I've any also... movies with Jake Gyllenhaal besides that? I mean, he's been in some good stuff. Yeah, I mean, I have. I haven't yeah. seen. I haven't seen Donnie Darko, or uh, I haven't seen Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler. I should. Uh... Yeah, that's what, I mean, cool. that's what I hear. I hear those movies are good. Nightcrawler, a uh, better film than Prince of Persia. I, I, yeah, I mean, put that in the box. <laughs> yeah, but greater, greater than. <laughs> I think it is so. Like, I mean, we we don't. We don't have to talk about Disney Prince of Persia for very long, but I do think it is very weird how much of that movie is like Shakespearean political machinations when like the game it is based on is like a fairy tale and it's a Disney movie is just very weird (laughs) to me. Like, I don't understand how you look at that and you're like, oh, you know what this needs is more like backstabbing and like princes conspiring against each other I, and stuff. I would imagine maybe like some Bob Iger was probably like we can't mix up the brands the princesses do this we can't have <laughs> right, <yeah. laughs> more it's like more Shakespeare go <laughs> <laughs> maybe. He could, yeah he couldn't he couldn't Ooh. get a talking animal friend in there so he had to go for the more right yes I guess you gotta keep it grounded but that movie would have been better if he tried like, like a talking parrot Cracking wise around him the whole movie. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, Gilbert Gottfried there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow, wow, Prince. <laughs> <laughs> that's. I mean, that's just Kingdom Hearts. Now we're making a Kingdom Hearts movie. There we go. Um, that's all comes yeah. back. That's true. Destiny and then Island. I played. I've been playing some Ace Combat Seven. I don't think it's for me. Have you ever um, played the other ones before? Yeah, I played four, which I really liked. Four is and then great. seven, yeah, four is like really really good. But it's seven has come at a point where I don't feel super comfortable oh. flying a weapon of war 
and like I still need I I need a I I own seven I my PS4 I've I've retired it for the time being so I might wait yeah I've mm-hmm. I've I've played four and five uh yeah just in like in like the age where I don't really engage with military shooters That's anymore true. yeah doing playing what could be seen as the most military most realistic military shooter insofar right. as you're playing as these giant billion dollar vessels taking out hundreds of people from like over a mile away is something I don't feel super. Yeah, what also gets super weird, especially that, like, you are interfacing with that in the same way that, like, people interface it in the real world. Like, you know, the drones get piloted with Xbox controllers and stuff like that. Yeah, it's it's really, it's a weird thing. I mean, I guess I could plug it. I wrote, I wrote about it, so if you you want me to go longer on that, you can read about it. Um, Yeah, and then, what else have I played? Uh, I played... Oh, I played some, uh, I played like, I'm like seven hours in the Castlevania Lords of Shadow. Oh, yeah, that's right. That game, that game is really cool. I like it a lot. Yeah, I should, I'm gonna give it a try at some point. I actually played Castlevania, the original Castlevania. Oh. Um, oh, nice. Recently, so, you know, we're at the opposite ends, because that's the third to last oh, Castlevania old, old game. Old and new, you know? Mm-hmm. Lords of Shadow is cool, though. It's like, it's got mood for days, and I'm in the mood for some mood. Yeah. So it's all good. Mood, mood out. Um... It's yeah, good. no, it has I'm some, just has some good fall vibes, which I'm starting to feel a bit. Oh yeah, we're starting to get into that that period. September is yeah. um, just around the corner. Yeah, it is. Man, I'm excited to to like go on walks in the, yeah. the afternoon. With you know, not many leaves in the trees. Um, I always play Fallout Four in the fall because it's a fall game to me. Oh, uh, 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 I get it. <laughs> Oh damn! I didn't even try to do that. <laughs> Unintentional. Oh. Dang. Todd Howard. Yeah, got, of... got, Todd Howard got you again. Mr. He projected oh. into me for a moment. Mr. Mr. Yeah. Todd gave you gave you a gift there. You see that pun? You can go there. Yeah. <laughs> We're very um, proud of our puns here at Bethesda. <laughs> no, I think I like. Oh. I I think I'm a lot warmer on Fallout 4 than probably most people are. That's like I think that game's yeah. very good. But. I should, uh, I'm curious about, like, listening to Too Much Future has kind of, like, completely... Fallout 3 is horrible. Well, it's completely, like, killed my interest in playing Fallout 1 and 2. Yeah. Um, so I, I might give it a couple episodes before I'm, like, I still have a copy of Fallout 3 for the 360. 3 is rough. Think, like, New I Vegas is still, I think New Vegas, like, genuinely holds up. I've replayed it, like, twice in the past two years. Yeah. Um, it's also on sale on Xbox Live for, like, $4 right now. All right, I actually bought it. I bought the complete version on PC a little while ago. So I'll oh, maybe nice. play that yeah. one along with them. Um, yeah, I have the disc. Yeah. But yeah, that game's awesome. So yeah, I have the disc too. Actually, I, I have it on Xbox 360 and I have it on the PC now. So pro game. Uh, pro yeah. Well, I'm thinking about. I'm thinking. I'm doing cursed things to think about buying Dragon Age Origins to play on the on the computer. Um, that's a that's a long game it's a long game so that's sort of the the thing is i kind of um i kind of want to write a thing about a couple of characters in it and it's been long enough that i'm like maybe i'll maybe i need to buy it um but Mm -hmm. also it's like even if i were write that thing it's like four or five months out at the least so i don't know anyway so but i am thinking about it uh, that's all for me as far as what games i'm sort of engaging with at the moment 
Well, uh, how about you, Jack? Tell, tell us about oh, what you've been, the, the Jack, what you've been the Jack doing. Jack Hour approaches. Uh, yes. Um, so one thing I've been working on my end, I got a MIDI controller. I got a launch pad. So I, what I've been trying to do is I've been trying to experiment with that as a soundboard. So uh, having, having a lot of fun um, working on that, both on a Windows and a Mac side. So been testing that out, seeing what I could do as, like a, as a tool. The main thing I've been doing... It feels like, I guess, the past month now is I've been playing a game called uh, Fall Guys. Not, oh. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, Fall Guys. Did, it's, uh, yep. did you finish the, uh, the season battle, pass? Yeah, the season pass. The, uh, or battle pass, I'm sorry. Well, I know it's, it's, it's either or. Uh, well, I guess really it's battle pass because that's, that's part of the uh, – <laughs> it's like – it's either – actually, no, it's not either or. No, <laughs> it's um, – this is part of a, a yearly write-up thing, so I'll be writing about this uh, in the very near future. I had to – a big work thing I had to take care of this week, so I couldn't have a chance to really deep dive. But I think this uh, coming up, I'm gonna write that up on my uh, my own site. Basic, basically, every year what I do um, is I basically find a game and I play through 100%. It's battle pass, and I write about the process because I feel like that's, I you know, everyone talks about like a battle pass in terms of like, oh, this game's got a battle pass. You can get wow, tracers, hairs, uh, turquoise now. Oh boy. Yeah. You know, oh my 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 guns my gun is rainbow. All right, level seventy, great. And I feel and I feel like there's a a process missing. It's usually like, well, what does it feel like to actually hundred percent it? What sorts of strategies do you have to do as like a person playing these games to do it? What mm-hmm. you know, how how does that affect you? Like, do you when does a game become work and when does the work become like you know, is it worth it? And so I did like PUBG when it did its first one like two years ago. I did yeah. a- I did Apex for its first one, which um, jeez. Um, a- Apex took me about two hundred sixty hours um, yeah. to hundred percent that. So I wrote basically the the final message of that one. I went like, you shouldn't do this. You should. Uh, <laughs> you should because what it usually turns into is that sometimes some of these games will have like stores where they're like, oh, but. It would go away. You could reach it if you just paid us a little money. Pay, you know, and I, I think that's kind of predatory. And so mm-hmm. you should instead maybe look at a battle pass and, and find a healthy goal. Like, oh, you know, this there's th- three months. I just want to get to level 20 and I'll be done. Like, that's 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 fine. But don't go to 100. Or in my case, I had to go to 115 because the game lied to me. Uh, that's Apex, <laughs> by the way. Uh, and what I'm basically for Fall Guys, Ooh. Fall Guys has been a very pleasant experience, which I was immensely shocked by because normal, you know, this is not something I would expect from from that. So I was yeah. So, so I'll probably, yeah. Well, I think it is. Uh, I mean, I think it's. I think there's a lot of. Uh, I've I there's a different word here probably but i like ideology in the battle pass there's a lot like happening and like you were just talking about this right that like it reflects how they want to make money and how they're like trying to funnel you into like certain avenues of like consuming right right? yeah and i think it makes an immediate difference with fall guys that like you were paying for it up front right and uh at least so far it's like not as i mean they're kind of in the early stages of it right so it's it's a little bit more the the experience in itself right now is novel and there doesn't have to be that sort of pressure to add new stuff like there is for yeah Fortnite and it's and is you know it was amazing like i was able to like accomplish this and have you know both time to- both of the original times i was at the final hour 
And this one I had like, you know, 20, it was like, it was like four, I think it's 60 days at the start when the game launched. And so like they, they gave you a lot of time and you actually mm -hmm. get through it really quickly. There's, it's really not until the last five hours when there's kind of a, a grindy feel to it. But even then, like that's nothing like getting to level right. 40 and something like Fall Guys is way better than getting 115 on like a a shooter game so yeah mm -hmm. that's i mean that's that's kind of been like where a lot of my focus has gone into i've i played i've played some other games um you know some of them include the ones we'll talk about so that that's really i feel like that's like the main thing i wanted to share uh mm -hmm. yeah so the fall guys sometimes they rise up to level 40 sometimes yeah. they do and some and, and some, you get what yeah. do you what do you is there cosmetics in the game? Do you get like different goop for your guys? Um, so what happens is that as you level up, you get like um, there's two different types of quote unquote like currency. There's like the little kudos, which I think is kind of cute. It's just like you get because depending on how you do, it's like you get more kudos, and mm -hmm. that's like the uh, currency to in-game store where you can where you can buy those. But there's also crowns, which you only, I'm, to my knowledge, I think yeah, you, you get can, this from winning, right? You only get them from winning, so. Um, I've won, I think, ten, of, of all the... I've played, like, 40 hours. I think I only won, like, 10 times. But that was enough to get, like, several of the more, like, premium, rarer costumes. So they have mm -hmm. costumes for... Um, they the, the one I liked is that they had one for the Scout for TF2. They had... You could have... You can you could wear him. You could wear one of the uh, robots from Portal 2. A Peabody, I think, was the, the, the tall one. Tall guy. I think that's tall right, guy. yeah. Tall guys. Tall guy, tall guy. Tall guy, but short guy, you know. You got him. Uh, they had briefly. You could buy uh, Alex from Half Life. You could, you could buy her hair and her her jeans for your fall guy, <laughs> which Wait. I thought. I guess. I, yeah. Yep. Yeah, I guess when you pre-ordered, yeah. you get to be Gordon Freeman with a head crab on your head. So it's they. They've That's had nice. some. They've had some fun. They've had some fun, and they showed off season two during GamesCon, and I I like the uh, the potential changes uh, they'll be making to some of the uh, game show levels they're they're doing here so i it's yeah. it's it's fascinating stuff so it's it's really cool it might be my it's my it's maybe my favorite game i've played all year whoa yeah. big praise big praise yeah. it's it's cool it's it is Jeez, it is it yeah. is incredible yeah i should um i have no idea what would be my game of the year i that had that thought i did not even cross my mind this year really. yeah i have to like look at my my list but yeah i should tune into uh you know, stream stream Fall Guys and whatnot, and kind of see what that game's about. Because I don't have like, I mean, I know what it is, kind of. I know it's like a a wipeouty, Dosh's Castle y thing. It's it's you yeah, know, it's like you know, if you've ever the, some some levels represent like more of like to like uh, MXC Takashi's Castle wipeout. Yeah, and some are like more like almost like sometimes like Ninja Warrior when you're like right. Mm -hmm. You know the the high intensity like I have to make these precise jumps to get through, but they're mm -hmm. it's 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 neat stuff. Yeah. Well. Um, let's uh. Well, let's let's pivot to our to our main topic then um do do you either preference you want to start with spec ops or or Kane and lynch what do you think would be the um, best maybe i mean i don't have a i don't really have a preference but i was thinking maybe we do spec ops first yeah oh. um so i think the spec ops came out came people were talking about spec ops a lot around when uh last of us 2 came out weirdly enough mm -hmm. yeah. um 
because I felt like there was sort of a, or at least like Neil Druckmann was making claims, um, and people were sort of talking about like about uh, the game being sort of a like you know it wants you to feel that what you're doing is bad and like puts you into the shoes the position of someone who is like carrying out revenge and you feel the um, angst of it right. Or like the sort of, and I think people characterize Spec Ops in this way, um, where it's a game that like asks you to do bad things, and then it's like you're a bad person for for doing them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually don't really think that's what the game is doing, um, at all. Yeah, no, I think. I mean, not not at all. That's actually a little unfair. But I, I think that's not um, generally what is happening in that game. It's very like. I guess let's explain. Uh, I mean, yeah, Cole, do you want to? Do you want to explain what this video game is? What is the video game? Sure, I can explain the titular game, Spec Ops The Line. The, yeah. I guess the weird thing about the Spec Ops The Line is that it's an entry in a series. Mm-hmm, yeah. Like actually, a weird old cool. PC, like, Arma-ish series. Yeah, actually, there's a bunch for PlayStation also. One for the original PlayStation, I think. Weird. Yeah, I did not know mm-hmm. that. Um, but yeah, it's... Uh, 2012 third-person shooter game developed by Jaeger Development and it's published by 2K Games. Jaeger, you might know from, they were making uh, Dead Island 2 at some point. And then oh, yeah, they were. Remember yeah. that? Yeah, and then that, I don't I don't even know if Jaeger exists any, anymore. I don't think they do. I, I think, but, I, thought, I thought they were doing like a game for Epic Games uh, for their oh. store. Oh, maybe. Let me, uh... Weird. But so, yeah, so in the game... You uh, take control of Captain Walker, or Colonel Walker. One of the, he's one of the C's. Um, yeah, and you go, you're sent with a squad to Dubai. If you've seen Apocalypse Now or Red Heart of Darkness, the game's taking some major, major cues from both of those works of fiction. And then that, you're sent in to find a rogue U.S. high-ranking officer. And things are weird and things are going bad and the person you're playing as might be insane or is what the game sort of colors them as um and yeah it's pretty much putting you in the lines of controlling a quote-unquote bad guy but i think that's sort of reductive in a way yeah well it's it's kind of i think um broadly it's like okay you're you know you're, you're in sort of the game sets up what you're doing when you're going into dubai right yeah as yeah. like a pretty black and white moral situation that it's like you're going you're going to figure out if people are here and then you're going to evacuate and then like the more and more you sort of interfere with what is happening the worse and worse things get and the more mm-hmm. you sort of get caught up in like this um you know like very destructive aim and I, and I think i think this is basically formally like making an argument about like what is actually happening when you were playing a military shooter yeah. right like you yeah. are you know you're going you're going to a place that you probably don't belong to and you're killing a lot of people there and making things worse right and in like those games you like leave right like call of duty's like hopping around the globe and stuff right there's not yeah, a lot you of hop, to, like, you hop in the helicopter with captain price and he smokes a cigar on your face and you go away yeah um and then you know but in this game it's like you are you know it's it's the i mean yeah like similar to kane lich 2 it is also it is like one hell day right like mm-hmm. it is this continuous um hellish experience right 
And yeah, I, I think it's, I don't think there's a lot to it in some ways. I think, I mean, I think there's a lot, I think it does a lot of cool stuff formally. I think it's very interesting. Yeah, I think, yeah, I definitely um, think it's more inter- interesting formally than it is thematically. Yeah, like I think thematically it's, it's and not necessarily in a bad way, right? But it's just really mm-hmm. blunt. Um, but yeah, uh, Jack, how did you, how did you feel about this, this video game? So, so I feel like as time has gone on, I don't think I cared for it as much as I I hoped I would. There was a lot of things in the game I think are neat. I think it's mm-hmm. not not to say that this is like oh, I, I I hate the game bad nothing no. It's like I think I think there's cool things there. Like one one thing uh, and some of it just comes into like well how much are you putting into it? Like are you like uh, for me for example what I did is that I would try to. Um, see what happens when you do like the x the quote-unquote executions like the you have it you know sometimes yeah. like sometimes like yeah. some get mm-hmm. some games you got the guy who's like on the ground go like oh ow ow and then you press x to murder them uh but in what a very ha- violent way. yeah in a very violent way but what the game does is that over over the course of the game the executions become more brutal as uh walker is like more brutalized himself so it's mm-hmm. like he starts cursing more. He like at some at like at some point he he doesn't just punch him. He'll like will snap their neck very violently. Like there's like there's there's a turn and that I, that I think and those turns are neat. But I but I feel like part of my issue with the game is that I feel like I th- I feel like the thing I would hope out of like when you're doing a game like you know Apocalypse Now the video game like uh, we're taking this but like you know modern day we want to have like this is this is our take you know we're gonna have apocalypse now but like you know in the middle east and i feel like i i never quite get that sense of like uh you, you know like oh i'm supposed to initially get into these characters and go oh no these are monsters and i feel like i never got that from the get-go mm-hmm. i was like i was like no these what no i never really yeah there's no there's no connection there for me like, yeah I, like if, if if you're wearing the fatigues of a u.s soldier you're pretty much pa- painted as the bad guy from the get-go yeah well and i think i think that's like um like that's something and i think the couple ways the game does this is like kind of i mean both really interesting i think and and sort of weird like the fact that um most of the game so most of the game you were fighting u.s soldiers like that's one of the things Mm -hmm. in it right yeah is that like these u.s soldiers have defected and are like but the thing is you you think they're like killing people but they're probably not it's like um and i think it is both like on one hand, I am grateful that I'm not playing a video game where most of the time I am shooting like poor brown people, right? Like I'm glad yeah. that this is not what the game is, but I do think it's it's sort of telling that the game has to sort of make it about killing Americans for you to like get the point, right? Like it sort of has to frame it as something that is like inherently sort of wrong in like both conservative and liberal consciousness right Mm -hmm. and then like make it about that right um yeah yeah like i I don't i don't know if there's like a solution to that right because i don't think the alternative where you do the same thing but you're still fighting like you know resistance fighters or whatever right or like um taliban or whatever would be like a good idea i think that's a bad idea (laughs) no the the formal qualities about it are terrible but i think it's there's sort of i think you get trapped by the structure of this game um, yeah. By the structure, by the formal thing of like do being a U.S. soldier shooting people, like, right? Even that, then, like, I also still don't think it would work. Like, let's say the premise of the game is you go in as like a few war 
photographers or something, I still don't think it, it could make that jump from... It'd be like the Tomb Raider reboot effect where she kills one person and all of a sudden she becomes like yeah a cover a cover taken next snap and yeah no I, I think I and I think I think the thing that's cool about it right is it really leans into that abstraction yeah. right like the fact that like people people's heads explode when you yeah it's a them, very right? violent game it is it is very much like and it's kind of funny because I when I was playing this game, there are times where it reminded me a lot of Uncharted because uh, for, yeah. one, for one, for one, your character is voiced by Nolan North. Yeah. Voice Which I think is one of the, I think it's a great formal choice to have him voice Colonel Walker. Yeah. Even though his, his character model reminded me so much of the male Commander Shepard. So sometimes I was like, oh, there's oh, Shepard. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Here's Shepard doing a war crime again. All right, sweet. <laughs> again. <laughs> again. Yeah, he's he's, at, he's at it again. War crimes, yeah. War crimes, but on Earth now. Oh, man. Oh, no, Rex. No. <laughs> <laughs> So so yeah, I, uh, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I feel like that's part of the like. I I think some of the strongest stuff is how it like explicitly formally echoes like Uncharted, or I think also like it is like I remember doing an execution. No, excuse me. Early in the game, and being like, "Oh, that's actually pretty tame." compared to some, yeah. like, Gears of War, right? Like, this this actually, like, tasteful, almost. Even Uncharted, <laughs> right? actually, has next... Except, like, oh, yeah. even Drake gets creepy about it, like, because I, yeah. I was looking back through, like, Uncharted 2 footage before this, and I remember there's this part where, like, Nathan Drake snaps this one dude, and he says this, like, a quip, That's your neck! <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Imagine if that was yeah, the, the last thing, thing like... you heard. It's like so, yeah. <laughs> like, like an Indi- bargain bin Indiana Jones. Is yeah, well, that's, like... The thing is that, like, that's, that's, like, late in the later half of the game, like, Captain Walker would absolutely snap someone's neck and be like, that's your fucking neck! You know? Like, yeah. Motherfucker! Ah! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he'll, like, um, yeah, by the end of the game, he's, like, he, like, he'll snap someone's neck, they're already dead, then he'll, like, stomp them into the dirt. Yeah. And, like, snarl at, um, like, the world. Well, then, like, yeah, like, when you kill, like, a, because, you know, it, it's, it's an early, early 2010 shooter, so you gotta have the big guy, the big dude with oh, yeah, the lots the, of armor. The... the juggernaut with the bigger armor yeah the armor the armor guys you know it, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's it's interesting like kind of it's like looking looking at this game and like being reminded of like there was a point where a lot of video games in this era felt very similar because it's like this was a game where at a time where turret sections were very yeah. heavy this you all know, the craze you know you have you have like a scene where you're on a downward slope and you're sli- granted you weren't you couldn't play it but it was still there mm-hmm. it's like you have a which, helicopter which, moment helicopter get it get which you know both games have getting in a turret in a helicopter shooting down yeah. like other mm-hmm. helicopters or through buildings well, yeah you even have the last of us one moment where you're like hanging upside down with a pistol or it's mm-hmm. like something similar to that right like it's right. um and that's what and that think, was what yeah I, I forgot I was about to say I forgot to mention like that earlier point was like uh, like Last of Us in some cases is like Uncharted with the R rated like filter yeah. on mm-hmm. kind of like yeah. with this game here yeah yeah well I think that's I think that's like one of the like I mean again it's really obvious what it's doing right because it, it's barring all this formal stuff and mm-hmm. then being like hey this is actually like pretty fucked up. Right, like, that's pretty much the whole game, right? Is yeah. it kind of pointing at, like, video games and be like, you know, this is really, like, disturbing, isn't it? <laughs> um, yeah. And and I think I think the thing is, for, for that, like, it's really simple, but I, I think it's quite effective. Um, and I also think that the setting Dubai is kind of brilliant, even though I think there's some complexity here that I do not feel qualified to get into. But the fact that, like, you know, Dubai 
is like at least a symbol in the West of like capitalism gone rampant, right? It's like this mm-hmm. hyper, you know, thing for the for the rich, right? And the fact that it's like this playground for the rich in the Middle East, and that's where you go to like do this military operation, like makes this argument about like what you know, like Call of Duty is. It's like a playground for the rich, right? Right to like <laughs> yeah, exactly. you know, the, the, and, and yeah, you know. The the, the, uh, the one thing I will I will say was like uh because when I was going back through like I recorded footage of like both games so I was like going back through the intro because because that was like their like the intro of the game like shows up like the series of events that led to why like you know what happened to make Dubai like covered in all this sand a series and, of big sandstorms a series of big sandstorms and one of the like newspaper articles that I felt was like kind of weird was like they had one that was like United you know. UAE was like not gonna send aid, and then you see an article next where it's like U.S. despite UAE resistance sends troops in to rescue people. Yeah, and that that, that immediately made me raise my eyebrow. It's like if for, if anything, I feel like the U.S. would make them not send aid. <laughs> like yeah. it's it's like it's either that or there has to be like there had to have been a politician they needed to send in to get them out. Like that. Right. What well, I think there's sort of a like yeah like i think there's sort of a weird thing um in this game that that initial act um is not like an explicitly i mean i think it is like well, i don't know i'm trying to figure out exactly how to phrase it it's not like it's not like the evasion of iraq right it is not right. like an explicit act of, of like war or violence right it is like to save people who are in need right um and the game doesn't really offer up like and, you know, it doesn't really have to because it is, like, a, I think, especially, like, since it's so abstract, right? It's, like, a fever dream almost, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but it doesn't really offer up, like, an alternative. Like, what if, if, like, how do you get these people out of Dubai without, like, bringing in the army? There's not really, like, how would you do that? Or, like, what does this look like? Or, like, how do people, like, living in Dubai look like without U.S. military presence, right? Yeah. Um, and, like, the, the sort of, like, people who live in Dubai, the, like, workers and, like, average folks who are there, like, they're, they're ghosts, they're phantoms, right? They, like, don't exist sort of as characters. Mm-hmm. Right. Which I think is, like, a, in some ways, like, a very formal, deliberate choice, right? Like, I think it, it makes sense in some ways. But I think it also shows the limit, the hard limits of, like, the game's ideological project is that, like, yeah. it can't quite get to the point where it's, like humanizing these people right they're still sort of phantoms right they're they're um, either phantoms or sometimes they could be like sometimes they're the props designed to like show oh it's like look what you did you did yeah mm-hmm. you made you oh made, like you, i think uh, yeah yeah like i think w- women are also this way too right and i think it i mean to be clear i'm not saying one of the soldiers should be a woman or something but like you know <laughs> but like there's not uh you know the the only i think female character character quote-unquote you could say he's protagonist one of the people you white phosphorus bomb yeah the, the right? mother with the child yeah mm-hmm. which is like of course like but it's, it's sort of using this like image of idealized femininity as this yeah. like like, like a, a sort of to really show what you did was a very bad thing yeah mm-hmm. which i think um i mean on one hand yes i think it is bad i think what you you know i think what you do in that game is bad yeah yeah i think the game is like yeah. effective at communicating it but i think it's also like yeah, like, it, it, this is a game that, like, there's not room for women to exist as other than, than symbols of, like, innocence lost, right? Or sort mm-hmm. of, um, or innocent people destroyed, right? There's there's no sort of other way for them to exist, right? And I think that's, yeah. I think that's rough. Um, yeah, definitely. I mean, not really speaking to that, but I do, formal, like, formally speaking, I do love just how, like, 
overwhelmingly generic that first hour is. Yeah. Like, it is just a cut and paste any cover shooter of that era. And then, like, there's no really hard turns until later in the game, but you start getting those sort of hints that there's they're doing something more here, which yeah. is something well, I, I think, find compelling. Um... I think it's so. I think it's visually really, really great. And part of it is it's such a surreal setting that you're you're in these skyscrapers that you could like step off of and have like be on the sand, right? It's like yeah. you know the whole city's like buried and and it does this. I think this really cool stuff with architecture where it's like you'll you'll kind of constantly you constantly are descending, right, and ascending mm-hmm. um, in ways that don't make sense, right? That don't like line up to sort of any real thing. Um, and I think that's just really cool. And I think like. I mean, yeah, I think the way it sort of borrows from this, like, military shooter stuff, but then manages to be really, really abstract. There's a lot of, like, strong, like, monochrome color compositions, mm-hmm. right? Like, very sort of stark and, like, bold in a way. I just think a lot of games don't get there, right? Like, don't sort of build environments as, like, um, like frames, right? It's especially, um, like, in an era really of cool. games where, like, color palettes were not really as actively like used i feel like i mean at least like no, a lot of the yeah. shoot yeah a lot of the shooters at that time they had they had three colors to choose from and yeah right like, i'm pretty sure when gears of war 3 was coming out one of the selling points was we have green now yeah no like it, actually yes yeah like that's um and i think that's something to do with like the the fact that you're building sort of a, a 3d environment and it's not getting framed right in any significant way right or mm-hmm. like you sort of the player has the control of the camera Right, you sort of have to render and model everything in sort of an even way, right? And I think the way this game sort of, like, explicitly is structured to kind of push against that, right? To to lean into the abstraction. I think one of the most compelling things about it, and it's a thing I wish we talked about from this game as opposed to, like, I think the occasionally, like, shallow stuff the game has to say about violence, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which is, like, its primary cultural legacy. Yeah, definitely. Like, there's a lot more that you can talk about, both, like, thematically and formally, rather than, like, the moral um, yeah. nature of the game's narrative and, like, what it's trying to Cause do. Because in that regard, it, what it's doing is very blunt and, like, not that compelling. Yeah, well, I, I think... Um, and the thing is, I do remember, like, this game hit me really hard when I played it back in 2012 or 2013. Yeah, um, Like, it was, it was really impactful, right? And so I, I think if you were in the right frame of mind... Um, it's a video game that can really hit you. Um, but I think it's, uh, but yeah, I also think it's like, I don't know. I think it's both more less and more than its reputation. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. I think sort of the ending where, which is most explicitly where the game's kind of like, this is your fault, right? Like you could have stopped this sort of idea that like you can drop the controller, you can leave the game. Right. And then the, the narrative ends. Right. Um, I think doesn't super work for me. I yeah, think they, I don't think any of the endings work for me. Nope. Um, not, not did not did not care. Like the I think I think part of me I was like the moment I started seeing like soda machines that said like Fontaine soda I was like oh they're gonna do a Bioshock aren't they? No. Two <laughs> K games. That. Damn you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I think nice. there's definitely a Bioshocky element to like that final confrontation with Conrad. I think that's definitely something it's yeah. drawing from. Yeah, it's just Ken Levine. Um. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's Ken. Um, oh. But I do think the uh, the thing is, I wish that it would do is be like I, I I feel like even though I don't think the game ends up being about like how 
you know, you should stop playing military shooters because you are, like, culpable for the virtual deaths, right? Like, that's not what the game is, right? But yeah, I, I do think it, um, it doesn't get to the point, at least, like, explicitly, that's, like, there is a structure that supports this kind of ideology in games, right? Like, there's yeah. not... Like, um, if, it, if it does anything, it maybe plants that seed, but I think it only plants that seed if you're, like, willing to go into the game to be... to have that seed planted. I feel like so many people yeah. have played this game. And just saw it as like a cool shooter that ended up having some great gore. Right. Well, I think the the moment that I think most does it. So one of the endings, um, basically, and this is also like, yeah, the last, the final choice in the video game is like whether to, uh, you know, die by suicide, basically. Um, and if you don't, then like a bunch of soldiers come to pick you up, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and the fight, and then you can like choose to like get into cover and start firing at them or not, right? Um, so this time I played that, I did that. I like started firing at them and, uh, I died. I, there might be a version of it where you, you know, survive, right. Where you kill all the dudes and then. Yeah. You, you, you basically become the new Conrad. You, you say, yeah. like, mm-hmm. you say, welcome to Dubai. It's like, oh no, now I'm, now I'm, big <laughs> yeah. I'm big which I don't think is great. No, but I the think, cycle uh, is complete. yeah, which I think is like, kind of like, again, like there's no way out of this. Right. Which I yeah. think, um, I wish the game would explicitly tailor that out, right? I, yeah. I wish it, there was at least a mo, and it doesn't have to be, like, a big thing, right? But, like, they're often, and maybe you have this with, like, you know, the villager characters, right? Or, like, the, mm-hmm. you know, the peop- the citizens of the town, right? The citizens of the city. Um, that you get to show them sort of finding a way to survive without all this bullshit, right? Like, yeah. there's maybe a potential there. Um, but I actually think this, this moment, so I died, and I'm, like, bleeding out in the dirt, Right? And um, Walker tells a story about him and Conrad, who's like the sort of antagonist of the game. Um, and when they served together back in, I don't remember where they where they were together. Um, but then he's like, he's like, I would just want to go home. Tells Conrad, I just want to go home. And Conrad's like, you can't go home. Like there was no home for us. We just want to like make peace. And I think that's the game. That's the moment the game gets like most explicitly about like this project. The like the sort of thing that gets wrapped up in call of duty as like a, a piece of military propaganda effectively right is like this continuation the forever war right these sort of like endless mm-hmm. conflicts and it ties that to like an ideological like structural position as opposed to something that's like i have i have become the new car i have, i have been bioshocked into being the yeah, bad guy i right? have become conrad yeah. yeah which i think is sort of the the less effective um yeah. element of the game yeah no i think Personally, personally speaking, I think the game. Well, I think I'd be more. I think I'd be a lot warmer on it if it ended, just more abstractly. Like I don't. I mm-hmm. think it could have easily ended with some sort of I don't know startling imagery that was not super super. Like it. Like that's the game that can end on a question mark. You don't have to end it on a period. Yeah, I think that's true. It's like there. Um, there's definitely moments where I thought it might have ended like more interesting because there's like. One one of the it's like again one of the little things I liked was like when you're back in the immediate res moment for the start and yeah freaks out he's like I've done this before and I was like yeah. is part of me was like oh they're commenting on like the the frame f- f- the framing of like this this mini game like oh no <laughs> I'm trapped <laughs> I'm trapped I'm, like, in, I'm I, stuck in a turret sequence forever <laughs> part, of me, part of me wish like I wish Connor like looked at the screen and he's inside Call of Duty like 27 you know. <laughs> He looks at the screen and he's like, you can 
You cannot hold X. I don't have to grab this turret. Please let me stop. Just <laughs> yeah. I guess one of the weirder things is the radio. The Radio Man character is voiced by Jake Busey, Gary Busey's son. Oh. oh Which Jake, is just a Jakey, thing. he got he got in there. Yeah, a Busey got in there. Yeah. Um, I guess. I mean, we can go for a question like this, but do you guys have a specific moment that really stuck out to you in a good way and one that maybe stuck out to you in a not-so-good way? Yeah, I've got a... tie off this game. I've got a good one. I think the... So people talk about the white phosphorus scene a lot, which is basically a scene where you, you come across a white phosphorus border and use it and then end up killing a bunch of civilians, right? Um, mm-hmm. Which actually, I think, okay, one thing, apparently that was a moral choice at some point in development, right? That was like something you could choose to do or not. And I think one of the smartest decisions, narrative decisions they make is to make that not a choice. I think that's like yeah, one absolutely. of the, like, I think, I think if you make that a choice, there's a, there's a, then it really shows who some people are. Yes. I mean, to some degree, yes, but it's like, uh, <laughs> I think it changes that formally in, in a, in a negative way. Right. Um, but, uh, but I think the, the visual of, so the thing is you're using an interface, kind of an abstract, like aiming interface that is really similar to, like, a lot of Call of Duty kinds of stuff, right? Like, there are missions of Call of Duty where you're, you know, you're artillery, right? And you're just, like, firing on a town or whatever. Um, But it's, like, showing the edges of the screen. So the screen doesn't take up the whole frame, right? And your face is reflected. Walker's face is reflected in the screen, right? And it's obviously this mirror of the player, right? Like, you are looking at the screen and he's looking at the screen, right? And you're both sort of... It sets up this dual image, but I think it's also, like, alienating, right? Like, you see you're separate from this body and you're separate from what's happening on screen. I just think it's Mm -hmm. such a striking formal moment that is, like, almost like the whole game in microcosm in some ways, right? Like, I think it's just very, very artful and cool. And I think, like, the game at its best does a lot of stuff like that right like i think yeah. um i think the moment where you walk into conrad's tower and you're just like in an aquarium all of a sudden or like the 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 way the tower becomes like this pillar of fire like this judgment yeah, that's, day thing that's my it's favorite like, moment cool. in the game yeah um i don't know if i have one that like i don't like um in particular well maybe you all can go mm-hmm. first and we can circle back around um, but yeah, do you want to elaborate on that pillar moment? Uh, yeah, I don't, that's just, that is such like a striking like image that you just don't think that you're going to see in a game like this. And then it literally just happens. And the, when the way it's framed behind, like from behind as Walker falls onto his knees and the camera pulls forwards and around and it just comes into an extreme close up of his face is something while the fire is reflecting in his eyes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, there's nothing like. It's about as blunt as you can get, but yeah. Well, I think I it's. Know. I just find it super effective, and it's. I don't know. I to me, that's that's where I wanted the game to end on that frame of just his face, just like the close up of his face. Yeah, I think. Um, I think something is also really cool about that is that. Um, I feel like this isn't like a game maker toolkit episode, maybe or something, but like a, a trick that. Um, that Naughty Dog does a lot is you have like a building in the background, right, that you're headed to. And it gives mm-hmm. you a sense of, like, how far you are. It's, like, a way of marking your progress, right? Yeah. Um, and Spec Ops is the same thing with this tower, especially, right? And I think the way it transfers that to being about power, right? That, like, the yeah. tower becomes the symbol of, like, you know, imperial power, right? That's, like, I think is is really artful. Like, it's one of the few, like, very subtle, I think, things in the game, right? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Um, so I think that's yeah. I just think that moment is killer. Yeah, it's really good. And then I guess my least favorite part. I mean, I can just say the multiplayer because it's like weird that the game has that and like how yeah. the the dissonance in the multiplayer is like very funny. You can go out there getting like kill streaks. And <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just weird. But it's weird. I haven't played that multiplayer in like six years. But my my least favorite moment in the story. I don't. Know, I'm trying to think. Um. I mean, I think the the aftermath. Well, there's things I really like about the aftermath of the white phosphorus, right? Um, mm-hmm. But I do think, yeah, we talked about that. Like the, you know, the woman is this sort of idealized symbol. Yeah. Is like weird, right? Yeah, and then I don't know some of the some of the interactions between Walker with like uh, um, Lugo, Lugo and, 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 Adams and Adams, yeah, are like they're not are just bad. Yeah. Like on I, a fundamental I, level, I get I get very confused at times with them because they're if it, it, it's like they can't decide if they like the CIA or don't. Yeah. Or if it just it just very it's yeah. Like, it's, it's sometimes at one point like Lugo's like, well, we gotta trust the CIA. I mean, they're the only ones we got, and then it's like, this is your fault for trusting the CIA. It's like, <laughs> so I, it's, it's like I'm, I'm sorry, Huey Ocelot. <laughs> I, I'm, so, I'm sorry, no, not not Ocelot. <laughs> My bad. Fake game no, right uh, here. Huey, Huey Emmerich. Huey Emmerich. Yeah. yeah, sorry, Huey. Um, Otacon is the, you know. That's why I was thinking, like, Ocelot. No, Huey Emmerich. So, yeah, just both yeah. Huey. Like, oh, I have, like, God. two Hueys with me. <laughs> just Lord. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do like the, um, the I, I like the bit with Adams where he, like, fends off the last of the army so you can run off to the tower. I think that's a really good beat. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I agree that, like, um they as characters they're kind of confused right um i think they're so confused to the point where the writers are like i guess we have to have more people with walker to see him change throughout this game but like right the way they the way like the, lugo and adams are always pinballing off walker he never really pinballs off them like it's a very their characters are very one-way streets that always lead to walker like there's nothing yeah mm-hmm. for sure uh, and like the weird, I, I hate the sh- weird, shoot like shoehorned in tactical stuff where it's like you can like pi- you can like ping someone for Lugo to snipe or whatever. Yeah, I never I, used any of that. I used to actually use that quite a bit because I was curious how that would um, change as well. And wh- what also happens is that he just starts cursing a hell of a lot more. He's like, "Get yeah. that motherfucking sniper!" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think I think it'd be very good as 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 Walker gets crazy and cra- crazier. They just. Suddenly, Lugo's sniper just shifts to, like, a rocket launcher or something. <laughs> there you go, yeah. Lugo should just, like, clip through um, and just... Yeah, Lugo well, should just shoot himself. Shoot, shoot himself. How about... Like, uh, like a rocket, like, just, like, just rocket over. Oh, wait, okay, I've, I've, got, a, I've got a moment I don't like. Um, okay. There's some stuff with the radio man I like. I like the scene where he is, like, when you kill soldiers, and he's like, oh, that guy had a dog, or whatever. Like, I think... <laughs> that's like funny like i think it is supposed yeah. to be funny right um but there's a part where he's like oh i bet you're violent because of those video games or whatever yep, I'm like, okay yeah, like yeah, yeah that's horrible yeah. 20, 20, or like 20, 20. yeah like i would like i i think that again like in contrast to the moment where like you're getting this image of walker looking at the screen as you were looking at the screen which i think is like really artful and cool and then when the game like when Kyra looks at the camera it's like this is not a game or whatever it's just like okay this is just really dumb like this is bad 
Um, but yeah, how about how about you, Jack? What are your what are your sort of striking um, so, moment in a so in a... striking moments? Um, kind of building off of like the Hell Tower. Like there's, there, I think this only happens once because there are other moments where like where Walker will suddenly mistake soldiers for like Lugo and and Adams, which both moments I didn't care for. But there's like one point where like everything becomes hellified. Like people just are trying to like just full on like fire people. Like you're, mm-hmm. you're just yeah. like mm-hmm. kind of billing off of like the like you are in like like Walker is like now full on in hell. He is he has taken on like this. He is becoming yeah, like he's his become doom guy. He has become doom guy, or you know he's becoming like Venom Snake. You know he's becoming the demon. He is like yeah. in yeah. hell. Mm-hmm. He is you know he he you know this is his fault. This is he has turned this place into a bigger hell than it already kind of was. And, it, and it, the fact this only happens like once is what I think is like really neat. It's just like I'm, I'm it, it could have been annoying if they kept doing it over and over again. But like, yeah, just for just well, having that. The... Yeah. <clears throat> no, go ahead. Finish check. No, it's like, no, no, that I was basically it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I was just going to say that like the because there were multiple moments where like there's sort of a like illusion or something. Right. And I there's a really good a good one where like he's you're firing at this heavy and he keeps turning into a mannequin and like being in different parts of the room oh yeah yeah, that yeah. Shit creepy yeah it's good it's real and so i think the fact that like it it plays like a bunch like it has a bunch of tricks like that right like it's but not I, just I, yeah. one thing but i love know. how it holds them close to his chest it doesn't repeat them like so many games of this yeah. similar, like similar ilk would like what jack said like you you would you would get into a firefight and then the last wave the guys were coming and they'd be the flame boys yeah, and it, and then yeah. honestly, that reminded me. That's that was the thing that happened in Charter Three was like when when Nathan takes the the special juice and that accidentally. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. That made everyone yeah. fire people, and that was that was again that was a neat like uh, Uncharted memory. My least favorite bit uh, was the one of the games like um, moral choice things where it where it turns out it doesn't matter anyway. It was like the two people being hung up. Oh yeah. It's like like this person stole water, but this person went too far. What will you choose, Walker? Mm. But here's what I did, because uh, I wanted to be me. That's a Jorker I, moment. Uh, I did a I did a Jorker moment here. So there's you know there's presented to you are to potentially three choices. You have like these two shoot one of these two people, or you could try shooting at the people pointing the guns. So I attempted method number four, where I just ran. I just was like, well, what are you gonna do? So I ran, and what happens, they don't really do anything at first. They're just like, Walker, you get back in there and do that choice, Walker. <laughs> it's like they're scolding you, and then what they do next is that they shoot one of your partners. They shoot, they get a sniper to shoot, like, Lugo or Adams, and they get down. But I just go there and press the space bar, and they get right back up, so not a problem. And then I just run, and then they insta-kill me. So I was like, I, I felt I was like, I felt like I kind of, yeah. the tension kind of broke there, because I was like, because there are sometimes moments where, like, there's a scene where after uh, Lugo is uh, lynched and you see the citizens are, like, closing in towards you. So I, I shot in the air and they left. And I was like, oh, okay. You know, it, it, at least it predicted that part. But I was I was kind of yeah, like, yeah, I think. Yeah. I think, though, no, I think that makes sense. I think that's something really cool about the game's few moral choices is it's pretty much all through the mechanics of the game, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you, you know like it's about like where you move or like what you do with your gun right and it's not like l, l you know left trigger do x yeah left, not right not mass y. effect it's not it's not right. good boy bad boy but i think uh, but i think you're right that like they're they're sort of not leaving room for that fourth option right or like the ability to like run away or sort of like i think is yeah is like 
disappointing. Like there's still it still ends up being a binary choice, even though it feels in the moment like systemic. Um, it's like because it's like there's like a neat idea there where it's like and this is something that i actually think was done very well in near automata which was like you know here is like you have a potential like few choices here but if you think on your head you could actually uh find your way you can just you can just walk away and that in itself like is an option even if the game tries to go oh don't you no okay that's your that's your choice so that's yeah. but that's that's but I mean uh, obviously I, I didn't care for the characters as a whole but that's you mm -hmm. know that's that's probably the moment where I felt like the most like oh come on like that's yeah, yeah. no I think that was, I think that yeah. makes sense yeah yeah um well do we want to move on to to our other unpleasant shooter yep doggy days two? here we go doggy day yeah I'm, I'm down to move to, over to sleeping sleeping doggy day sleeping dog days. Yeah, um, so I guess I can I can sort of intro this game. This this game about two hardened criminals, Kane and Lynch. Um, they they met in the last game, and Kane's a dad. He's got a daughter somewhere, and they don't talk because uh, I think I'm assuming in the last game some shit went down. Um, she gets kidnapped. He saves her. It's a game. Yeah, right. Um, that kind of stuff. Anyway, and then uh, Lynch is, like, working with this British dude in Shanghai, which is where the game takes place, and they're doing an arms deal to Africa, and Kane comes as, like, one last job to, you know, um, to, like, sort of get enough money that he can just, you know, like, leave, right, and stop doing the stop doing the business. Um, but uh, Lynch is, like, kind of involved in the crime world there, and has to, like, intimidate this guy, and ends up in this huge chase sequence where you kill a ton of people, including this girl who ends up being the daughter of, like, this big-time crime boss in Shanghai, and the game basically becomes this, like, everyone in Shanghai is trying to murder you, right? <laughs> Including, like, this British mm -hmm. guy you're working for who finds out that, you know, that you had done this, right? And and caught, drew all this heat to him, and he almost died, right? So it's like, um... And then you, uh... You survive uh, through through a lot of hair. You kill that dude. You kill the, kill the big crime boss. And then you you get on a plane, like a passenger plane. You're trying to find the plane with the weapons on it, but you can't find it. So you just get on a passenger plane, and go. that's the end of the game. That's yep. it. And scene. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think uh, I think like is a weird word to use with this game. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think it is very. I think it's. I think it's really interesting. Um, very, very, very much agree. Yeah. I, I, this was the, of the two. This was the one I actually I was very invested. I was uh, I was I was actually surprised at how invested I was in this game because considering of these two, this one was much poorly received in comparison to yeah mm -hmm. uh, Spec Ops. Well, I think it's also uh, I think it is less. And I think in some ways better for it, it is less pointed. Um, like it is less explicitly like thematically critiquing something, right? Yeah, it then, doesn't. Yeah, Spec Ops is. Yeah, Cannon yeah, Lynch, Spec Ops, where Spec Ops like talks a bunch to the player. Cannon Lynch just kind of shows and doesn't really say all that much, but it doesn't really have to. Yeah, well, I, I think the thing that really strikes me about this game is it's um, it's honest about what it is in a way even Spec Ops isn't right because Spec Ops is like trying to lay bare like this sort of the ideological part of the games, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and Cannon Lynch does that but it's kind of just like because it's 
everything is just it's it's like it's deeply unpleasant to play right it yeah. is like actively sort of hostile to you in a way that is like and like you know aesthetically like the camera's shaking all the time and the, every light is like kind of blinding and like sickly right and so there's just this this sense of like um and you know and i think this gets into some of the more like uh troubling stuff in the game that like the shanghai is just like this horrid place right like it's this you know like a wash with sort of poverty and like yeah. violence and yeah, you're still two you know, white dudes gunning down yeah on white people which it's, i think it's yeah which i think the game is kind of aware of right but i don't think it you can't really get rid of that ugliness right but i think what the yeah. game does do is it stares it in the face right like it it does not like look away from that or try to like mm-hmm. divert from that um it is just a game about like two horrible people making horrible decisions and facing horrible consequences. Yeah, and right? and they and they and they fucking hate it all the way through. Yeah, like, they're, like that's I mean that's the other like key thing here is that, like in, in in a lot of these like shooter games, a lot of them even nowadays you could describe as like murder tourism, where you're going to these yeah. like lavish you know areas you probably would not be able to go to normally, and you just murder the local populace. And in this in this game here, you have these two. Unlike these, you know, some of these other games, you have two people. Everyone really, with exception of like, um, I forget I forget her name, but like Lynch's girlfriend, uh, uh, Sue. Sue. Other than Sue, like really everyone in this game to some capacity is awful. Like every everything, yeah. everything is awful, including you. Like even the cam, like the camera, like everything you are involved in is bad, and you're that's and that's what they're dealing with yeah no one is happy in this game they hate what they're doing they're not very good at what they do if like kane and lynch they'll come into these situations and be like we're gonna am- i guess we're gonna ambush them or something and they fumble their way into it and become like you're just you're like you're just scraping by like inch i by think inch that's actually because that was one of the things good. i found uh frustrating was i was like i feel like the game wants me to do stealth here but like i don't know how like the game, and I actually think that's an interesting way of reading it's, it. That yeah. it's like they're it's like, big, oh, big, I'm. They, they don't know how either. Yeah, yeah, like exactly. Like you're trying. To, we're like, oh, I I'll, guess we'll just... I'll do my cuss words real quiet. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like that. Like, that last level, you have silencers, and I was like, yeah. I guess I can like shoot people, and they won't notice. And it's like, nope, doesn't work like that. Yeah. You know, it's very like. But yeah, I think no, I think you're right though that it's like there is no sort of deliberate planning. Everyone's just like fumbling and like fucking up and like moving. Yeah. and i think that the structure of it's really compelling in that way right it feels very definitely and I, I think on a like on a formal and aesthetic level it does more with the apparatus of cinema than like any other game that tries to be cinematic like what not what kane lynch two dog days does in three hours naughty dog could like only hope to achieve yeah the the, the ca- whoever did the whoever worked on the camera in this game i i want to buy them like a drink at a bar like they are yeah. <laughs> like it is it is incredible like yeah the work they are putting into like having like visual tear when like things get yes like, the when way things... it like pixelates and huge gunfights are when an explosion happens yeah like it's like that's incredible like yeah it's so it, it, cool and you get the like the whole game it's you're seeing it through it's like kind of handheld dv like mini dv camera you even feel that to the point where the sound of like even the sound design feels kicked up in a way that like a shitty camera will capture sound at a higher pitch yeah like it's just very concussive both like visually yeah. and thematic. but i also think it's incredibly funny how in the options there's a steady cam mode <laughs> yeah it's, well i mean yeah and I'm, I'm just picturing the game pausing and like the camera operator like 
like, like a steady cam. <laughs> like, yeah, focus. I gotta get this rig set up. You know, we got we got the rails here, guys. Yeah. It's gonna be great. Hold on, we get. Oh, it's a parking lot. Yeah. Huh? Oh, okay. Yeah, actually, I I should. Lint come... is like tripping over a dolly dolly. I rail. should go back and like turn that on and see what it's that feels weird. like. It's like it's weird. Yeah. I feel like yeah, the game is and like you know I, I think I replayed it, it with like with the steady like the whole game with the steady cam on and like I, I genuinely think it takes away from a lot of what yeah. the game is doing. I mean, I think obviously like the game should be like should have it in there, right? Because like there's accessibility reasons why you would have something like that in there, right? Oh, um, definitely, yeah. But yeah. Uh, but yeah. Um, and I, like I, I I genuinely adore the cold open like the cold open and like the hard cut. Yeah. At the end. That is like like the way it opens is, the... is so like visceral and disgusting on like almost every level. So it's sort of asking the player like, are you willing to? Do you want to engage with this? If you do, this is like, this is what you're going you're going to see and do. Yeah, and no, I, at the end I, is I like. Think, um... it's just, oh, go ahead. It's sorry. Good. No, yeah, I, like well... we can get into, we can get more into the ending, I guess, as we work. Well, through. I think uh, no, I was gonna go back to that opening because basically the there's a there's a part where you are getting like tortured like people are like slicing you up basically it's it's oh, yeah. it is like one of the most like violent and upsetting things i have seen in a video game <laughs> um but the thing i think that's really actually like really interesting about that choice is like so you get you get this first scene of them like you know getting tortured right and then you get to that point in the game and it doesn't go back to that there's not a full scene of that right yeah you only get that 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 little moment at the beginning and i think that's like i don't really know exactly what it's like doing meaningfully um but i think that like that decision formally i think is really cool right it's like the game is so rarely restrained in that way right Mm -hmm. that it has this like incredible like sharp moment of violence right and then sort of cuts away from it at that moment i think there's like something really interesting about that and i think just like speaking on the violence of the game it's like the way body the way bullets hit bodies and the way bodies fall in this game is like so genuinely like like stomach turning in the sense like it's not like spec ops heads don't pop like watermelons like no bodies just in, like they kind of like just sit down maybe blood will spray or something but it's just like yeah occasionally so, like, what happened yeah sorry you go ahead i'm it's just it just feels all the more final in a way just because it, it's so it's so matter of fact it's just like uh, this is a life ending and it's it's like there's nothing meaningful or like there's no grand like finality to it. It just happens. Yeah, it and, happens, and then the bodies get like sometimes they get like censored depending. Yeah, on, like, I think I think that makes I think that makes like the idea of gore in games all the more just because like we've seen real life censored footage of stuff being blurred out. We like we know what's behind that the, like, those yeah. pixels. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's like it's such a we- like it's such a weird choice, but it feels so yeah, it feels more violent. And I think also like the the fact that you know you have the Call of Duty like little crosshairs that show up when you hit somebody. Yeah, the hit markers and they show up mm-hmm. on civilians, which is like a great not it's like yeah. it, well saying that's a great choice is weird, but like formally it's it just makes sense. Like cameras yeah. don't they they don't differentiate between people without a gun and people with a the gun. There's no that's and that's the game doesn't like the the fact that like all those like a lot of those spaces are just populated with civilians, right? Because they would yeah, be. Yeah, I love how crowded the game is. Mm-hmm. For, like, the I think that like third. yeah, like that first seat of the park, like the highway, right, where you're like a bunch it's, of people are just dead, right? Yeah, you're just and, running like, through. Yeah, just this crowd, these crowded scenes. It's, um, it's and it's just terrifying. Just yeah, how things just fall. Because because the other thing, how what terrifying about this game is how people like you you enter these gun encounters. Like people just they just run at you. There is no like there's yeah. no scene of there's no scene of like can't going get to cover like that. You know <laughs> like no it just 
start just yeah like, like yeah you'll be you'll you'll stumble into a gunfight and like a noodle shop and there'll be people eating their food yeah and like and i think yeah, that, still, that scene was incredible just like they're just eating just yeah. bam bam yeah i i think like and that's one of the things that's really cool you still have, oh, you, i think you still do have yeah, moments the, this sorry i was just thinking about how much i love the like weird special forces people that show up oh, yeah. the game and how terrifying they are yeah, yeah, it's, like, the fact, like, I think it, it is, because you do, like, in Spec Ops, for example, like, it really leans into you being, like, a god of war, basically, yeah. right? That, like, you are sort of this unstoppable killing force that is, like, moving through the city, right? Um, and you are still that in Kane of Lynch, but you do not feel like that. You feel, like, yeah. constantly on the yeah. back foot, right? Which You feel like really, you uh, luck out. Like, yeah, you, no, it, absolutely. Yeah, like, yeah and, you are and lucky think... you live. And I think the game formally expresses that through the, I lo- like, Grace and I were talking about this um, the other day, like, when, like, sometimes you're in cover, and, like, a, a lot of gunfire will hit the cover, and you'll blow back onto the ground, and you'll, like, have to scramble from being sprawled out. Yeah. yeah. I, that's, like, but, a really, that sounds like a really small thing, but that never happens in these games, right? Yeah. Like, like, when you're in cover, it's so absolute, like, you stick mm-hmm. to it. Like it yeah, stick well, to like, it. um... Like, in Gears of War, like, you are sort of this hulking mass, right? Like, you have this sense of, like, presence, <laughs> body right? Body in the walls. Mm-hmm. And, like, that, um, I mean, that obviously has holes in it, I think, you know, I think, like, uh, reviving is sort of interesting way, like, vulnerability gets expressed in those games. But, yeah. like, generally speaking, like, those games don't want you to feel vulnerable, you want to feel powerful, right? And, mm-hmm. like, but, like, Caden Lynch, you always feel sort of, like, naked and alone, sometimes literally, <laughs> you know, and, like, that sensation i think is really like it's just odd like you just don't games aren't like this right and i think um yeah like i don't know the thing the thing that's sort of hard for me about this game is like there's not a lot thematically to chew on right like i don't know there really isn't how to talk about like what it is doing i think there is some stuff about like colonialism in it right um i think you know and i think you could argue about like how it argues about like video games formally but there's just not a lot like happening thematically but it's just such a formal like like it's so strange and so like deliberate and and like on point with this stuff in a way games just like don't feel like yes yeah, right? it's so weird to see a triple a game be as assured in itself and what it's doing yeah as this game is which is like mm-hmm. something you just don't see um but i, I guess mean, i think Oh, go ahead. Circle. I was, this isn't related, but when you like a few moments ago, you're talking about how you become a sort of god of war in Spec Ops, and that just made me like think of a gameplay mechanic where you're playing as Walker, and you're, like he like throws his M4, and you can like hold square to recall your M4 back to yourself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, there you go. Good to me. And then, and then, and then, yeah, and then Walker calling, summons calling, like a child to murder for him. Yeah, calling Lugos boy. <laughs> boy, kill that sniper. <laughs> <laughs> Kill the fucking sniper, boy! <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! All video games with this, and that's—I think that's actually the thing that is like interesting—is like in in God of War. I think um, M wrote a really great piece for the M of abnormal mapping. Wrote a really great piece for this uh, for Deorbital a little while ago. Like that is how the the boy is like this soldier you were ordering around. Like that is formally how he functions, right? You have the boy shoot thing button, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, so but uh. But, like, yeah, I just think it's, um, and I think we were talking about how sort of naturalistic almost it feels, and I, I think, you know, you there are moments where you, like, walk into a room, and you're like, oh, these, like, big toolboxes are arranged in a very peculiar way, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess, I guess on a canvas, too, on, like, how the game does violence, the way, 
not just people, but the way like bodies, I mean, not bodies, the way, not, sorry, not just speaking uh, about people, but like the way, like the environments like fall apart and break under like gunfire is like very, it's like stressful. I I like that part where you're like the video or the movie shop, the video game shop, and like you're shooting all the like games off the shelves, right? Like that's really, and And the music, and the music's like different in there. Like, yeah, yeah. the way that, yeah, the way the game uses diegetic sound mainly with music is like so good. It's really, yeah, it's really, and it also feels like, because there's stuff like that in Spec Ops with the radio man playing stuff with the radio, but it's, like, really, and, like, again, I think it's deliberate, right? It's really, like, it is diegetic, but it is also, like, not, right? Like, it's yeah. very sort of, like, meta, right? But in this, it's, like, you you feel like you're moving from place to place really quick. And, like, whatever, what little, like, soundtrack there is is mostly, like, atmospheric dissonance, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. But sort of tying into like the, the, the like body's the sound, environment the soundscape thing. in general. Oh, sorry. Yeah, sorry, I just, like, have this point in my head that I want to uh, get out. But, like, the, the Call of Duty crosshair things, right? Mm-hmm. When it's a Call of Duty crosshair, it's, like, always at a certain point. It's, like, at the middle of the crosshair, right? Yeah. Um, but in this, it's, like, it shows the crosshair where on the body you hit, right? Yeah. And yeah. so that's, <laughs> yeah, like, that is such a, like, devastating formal way of, like, indicating, like, oh, this is, like, a human thing that you just killed, yeah. like, a thing with flesh and blood, right? Um, yeah, that and I think is, yeah, it's yeah, really cool. It's so good, and I love as the game progresses, as you get into these bigger and bigger um, shootouts. The way Kane Lynch sort of, you'll stumble into a gunfight, like you'll like walk into a room or an area, and like you'll be midway through this area, and you won't notice there's people there until they're already opening fire on you, and you have to sort yeah. of scramble. Mm-hmm. It's like one of the the genuinely like not scary, but more stressful moments I've felt in games. Like, I feel, like, you feel vulnerable in a way that you don't feel in other, like, third-person cover based No, games. yeah. Well, like, the amount of times where I was like, I'm in cover, I should not be getting hit, right? <laughs> yeah. Is, like, pretty high. Yeah, and I, I also, I also, I, this game play, does not play well, but I love how it plays. Be, like, do yeah. you, you know Cannon Lynch are not, like, John Wick's, like, so when you have your crosshairs on a bad guy, maybe, like, if only, like, three out of seven shots will hit them, just because they're people shooting guns they're not like yeah these wired higher than yeah. life individuals who can like double tap a headshot and then like quip or something yeah well i think it's like you i mean i guess i don't know i sort of wonder like what you know like the uh is it some high legend the like twitter guy who like posts? yeah the, the gif guy yeah. i mean you could get yeah. this game i think you could right and i yeah. i'm I just sort of one because like you you get those um like you know recently he's been doing last of us 2 right where it is almost like john wick right like just taking out a whole room of people yeah and it, with this like brutal efficiency and i'm sure you could like play canon lynch that way but i don't think it is like it is not designed around that feeling of empowerment no. the way like last of us 2 even as much as people might talk about how unpleasant it is in some ways right absolutely it's still made it to feel fun yeah. and like mm-hmm. cool when you do fucked up shit it's I th- I think like when you turn into the gif like removing the sound from this game takes a lot out of oh like, yeah out. yeah like, absolutely like like when you're when you're removing the sound you're for one you're removing like Kanan Lynch just like cursing each other out cursing out the situation <laughs> hate each other. like yeah. you, you get rid of that you're getting rid of like just the how, how loud, loud yeah the game is so loud like all of the gunfire like just all this like you're you're hearing chaos happen like every every time yeah. you move and it's just, and it's and it, you know and some and some and sometimes like you know like that and that just kind of shows just like just how just one element of this game can really just like elevate it to yeah like, absolutely just, maybe not necessarily like you know like again it's it may be hard to talk about like 
theming in this game. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. But but when it but it but when it comes to like the the experience, like like there's a reason why people talk about like the shootout scene in like Heat. Yeah. And that's it, and it's because of like like the sensation of like watching like an immensely stressful like si- situation like a violent one. Mm-hmm. And I feel like yeah. what Kanan Lynch does is that because of how short it is, it's 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 like four hours long for me. Like it's yeah. just long enough to like you've gone through these tensile situations without it for at least for for my opinion it didn't feel like too much like this was, yeah it never gets grading it, it just it, it does what it needs to do and it's done and you and i feel like you get you get the full like experience out yeah there. And, and when it's done it's done oh yeah i, I think uh like i i laughed out loud at that final because like I, I smiled i was like yes the way <laughs> The way you, because like I read, so Cole, Cole is a good piece about a lot of the formal stuff with Kane Lynch too, right? Um, and when I read that piece, it talks about this moment where it just sort of cuts to black, right after the, and I kind of imagine there being like a musical cue or like, you know, like it, it you know, like I expected there being like some sort of lampshading <laughs> oh, of it. Dudes, these dudes just no, get on a plane. They just get on a plane. The plane like starts to lift off the ground. And like the, it's not the audio doesn't continue. It just like hard cuts to the title, right? And it's not in like a like I, I feel like by saying it, I'm making it sound more stylish than it is. Like it is, it yeah. is like deliberately lacking affect, right? There is like no, there's just not like it's it is wild. Like I honestly can't believe that this game is what it is and that it is yeah. was made. Like it is such a bizarre objects right and i say that in like a complimentary way right but and this isn't super related to that but i was just thinking about like so many games have takedowns and they always feel cool and like but takedowns in games always feel kind of played out like you'll be in a big shootout like in spec ops and you'll hold square then like the animation like walker will shoot a guy in the leg and the guy will crawl for a second they don't shoot him in the head like he has so much time to like toy with this person as they're dying but in Mm -hmm. in kanan lynch when you do like a takedown up close usually lynch will like Sort of put it, like like shoulder check an enemy and like grab their gun and just like unload into their face and just keep moving. It's like he's like a bumbling, like yeah, mulleted idiot who can just who just he just sort of fought like he's just well, a think, hammer. Um, he's not like yeah, like, well, think, like, like there's not a lot of affect. Like there's not yeah. Well, I think um, anyway. there's a lot of like the fact that like I think this is sort of true of but it's much more true of Kane and Lynch. Like you feel like you were playing as two specific people. And the way the yeah. game is formally struck, like it's just a thing you don't like. I I guess I feel like Nathan Drake when I'm playing Uncharted, right? But like it just doesn't feel that like grounded in like a human person. It's just more. It is more about sort of like a power fantasy, right? A feeling of you. Um, you are you are playing like a literal movie. Like this yeah. is like mm-hmm. I. This is yeah. this is this is like th- their take on like you know the the swashbuckling like characters yeah. of film. Like we smush them together, and you are. That you are designed to have fun shooting these people and and getting the girl and and blowing up the bad guy explosion right. with you. Mm-hmm. you 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 know you you do you do all the things that that you would like to see out of a blockbuster yeah. movie right and, yeah, think, what, um... what's so special about uh Lynch 2 is that it's it's all the most jarring parts of a michael mann movie without the quiet like sort of heartfelt moments it's just like a very mean abrasive experience like even like when like like I think, like after Sue dies and like Kane tries to go like shit, man. Uh, can I? Can I? Like it's like they try. It's like they suck at it. Like they don't. Yeah. They don't know how to like like 
even like Kane himself, like trying to go like you know, he has like during like one of the loading screens, like trying to talk to his daughter, his daughter about like yeah. he's like, uh, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna come home and unless I don't, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, like, it's, even, yeah, or like even in the part where you're confronting that big gang boss and Kane's trying to just like talk his way out of it and Lynch just shoots the guy in the face. Yeah. I actually really, I, that's, I, I, you know, this is very brief. Aside, I actually really dig how the loading screens work in this game. Oh, me like, too. Yeah. yeah. Me too. Like it's, it's like, which is like kind of why I'm kind of sad at the potential future of like no loading screens. Cause I, I feel like there's, there's, I feel like the loading screens serve like for one, they are kind of like the breather. They are, they're mm-hmm. part yeah. of a breather, but they're also setting up sort of like, you know, you're, this is this is when you get more into like into the next like fuck up situation like what are we doing like what's, yeah you're getting you're getting you're getting like small clips of like more parts of shanghai like shanghai as the setting like what what is what is this game want to focus on for the scene here so i i think that's really cool yeah, yeah well i think um i mean i think something that video games um i think there was a lot of emphasis in games uh, especially these days on sort of a continued uh, continuity, right? That you were mm-hmm. like, you were in like a continuous space that you could explore, right? And the way yeah. the camera works is like you are sort of existing as this like individual, you know, with like this kind of like all seeing camera, right? And of course that, that feeling is always somewhat illusionary because you have like menus and stuff, right? And like there is always sort of this formal interruption of that continuity, right? And so I find it really compelling when games lean into it. And it's something I found like super rewarding about like, going back and playing the PlayStation Final Fantasies and playing stuff like this, like Kane Lynch 2 especially, but also Spec Ops, I think, does this, um, is that there is this interruption of, like, the formal apparatus, right? And the fact that, like, the loading screens are just, like, these little snapshots, right? And then this kind of, like, continuous audio track, it, like, feels like an art film, right? Like, it is, like, this this moment that is, like, kind of, like, unusually and cinematic in a very specific way. Right, I think it's super. It's super cool, and I wish games would lean more into that like diversity of perspectives and modes that you can have. Right. Yeah, where um, where games view cinema, well, games pull from cinema is often like the most boisterous and like it's all it's always the wonder like a, like a single take. They only yeah. Take mm-hmm. the, like, well, I think it's the showy um, moments of cinema, not what can make cinema so interesting as a form. Right. Well, I think that's it's almost like tied up in like you know, sort of the, the idea of the Hollywood style of, of editing, right? Where it's like supposed yeah. to be continuous, where you where you're supposed to not notice cuts, right? Where it's supposed to be mm-hmm. sort of like um you know, there, there's always sort of a signal and stuff like that, right? Um and I think uh I mean I'm not saying that's always bad. Like I there are plenty of like old Hollywood movies that I like, right? But I do think that like it is really interesting when something like actively pushes against that. And it is it's mm-hmm. been really fun to go back and play older games that uh do this you know and i think that's i don't know it's weird i feel like i i have been like i feel like i've been very positive on this on this game um and in many ways i am but also i think it is like like maybe this is but it, it it's harrowing and unpleasant right and i find that both refreshing but it's also just kind of like a bad time like and that yeah, is the it's a, it's a really yeah. bad time yeah yeah and that is like the point. Like I'm not saying I'm not saying it's something wrong with the game or that it should be fun, right? I don't think it, it should be. Yeah. Um, it's something you recommend with a disclaimer. Yeah, but I, I think like I would not, you know, and I would not fault someone for being like oh, the, what this game is doing is just like fundamentally ugly, right? Like it, all it really does is like 
it, it takes something like, like, I think, uh, Jack, you know, you and I and Cole were talking in, uh, in the group chat and we're you were like it's like set piece it's like if, if nathan drake was thrown into set piece hell right it just <laughs> yeah, sort of it, like, yeah exactly it like, yeah yeah it like throws it just like kind of takes the mask off right it's like oh this is the real face of what this is right but there is no extension of that even in the way like spec ops the line there's like a lot of other stuff happening right like yeah. both narratively and formally right um but in this game it's it's almost just like this is a more honest version about what something like uncharted is and like i understand that like not being an experience that people would want to have right i think that's like very reasonable um even though i think this game is like really interesting and cool and i would like to see not necessarily more games like it but more games that take like formal and narrative cues from it in many ways i definitely i definitely agree um yeah jack have you got any you got any final thoughts here i don't know if i'm um just one i'll i'll mention um uh that just a little bit more on the camera that i just find so fascinating are like the moments when the game will acknowledge the camera yeah Um, when you die it's like you like the first like the first like the cold open in the game like is when like they turn on a a camera whether or not it's your you know the camera Mm -hmm. or separate camera because it's like Mm -hmm. once you're make your way back and you like you see the camera like it's there and you leave it behind and but there's still another camera following you and there's like a moment. Yeah, there's like the moment where like a soldier like grabs pushes that camera, it down, turns, yeah, pushes it, pushes it, yeah, turns it, turns it off. It's like you have that stuff. And in some cases, this is like to me, this is like the better version of like what Rockstar was attempting with Manhunt, where like the idea of Manhunt was like, oh, this is you know, this is a the film, film, the snuff film. This is what the parents. This is what Jack Thompson warned you about. This we made yeah. this into the game. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, and in some cases, like Kanan Lynch is like a if a snuff film was like a four hour experience, like you are, yeah, like you, like you are, you are in this case, you are the snuffer, like you are, you're you're doing all this awful, horrible shit, and it's like being edited on the fly, like it's mm-hmm. it's very crude, and I just I I find that like to me like I think this is the the more effective version of that, like taking yeah, taking. Yeah, taking the idea of the video game camera to like its grimiest and like you know degree, I, yeah. I just think is a fascinating thing. Well, I think I I just barely thought about um, twenty thirteen Tomb Raider, <laughs> which is uh, <laughs> a game that for some reason I had played two times and gotten like a bunch of the collectibles in, but like a game I I like bits about but mostly quite dislike, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think part of that is like that game feels like immeasurably cruel, right? But in this yeah, the, way that is the, like the death animations are so the death weird. animations are horrific, right? And it is there's a, there's also there's a cruelty of the the premise, right? That like, um, yeah. it, it's more complicated than this narratively, but you are still like in on foreign land, like killing people, right? That like that is the yeah. thing that that's what's happening in in like every Tomb Raider game, um, but like, uh, but the the game sort of like co- coax that in like you're supposed to feel empathy for Laura. She's supposed to be a character that you like vibe with and like are interested in being around, right? Um, and then the way the game like formally though like kind of treats her like like yeah like like she's the subject of a snuff film like very dehumanizing and sort of like gross, you know, framing not just like kind of male gaze in the traditional like you know uh, misogynistic sense, but also in this kind of like violent way, right? Um, and I think, like, Kayla Lynch is also kind of that, right? But because, again, like, it is just so honest about that. There is no pretension, right, yeah. about um, about anything else happening, right? And so yeah, I think it's it, like they, it's, it's, it's also fascinating, like, after the scene, like, when they're, like, like 
carved up essentially like yeah. even late like that doesn't go away like later in the game they're like talking about like it's like it's like they're talking about like the the, the painkillers they're taking or wearing mm-hmm. up like they're like their their bodies feel sore yeah like, the the wounds are opening back up and stuff right which oh, is like yeah. that's horrible yeah this is them talking um, about that yeah it's rough like and this the thing is like it, it there's almost a like it, it feels less cruel and more empathetic than tomb raider for this reason which is like a weird thing to say right um mm-hmm. but like i just think it's true like i think the fact that like there was sort of a continuity to the way their bodies work right and the fact that it is like very um aware of like what how what it is doing is is deeply fucked up right like um yeah there's a great i, I like oh i'm trying to remember the exact there's a great piece from eva z about split um which is like Anyway, this piece is, like, foundational criticism for me, but one of the things that it talks about is, like, um, often, like, exploitation is, like, the most honest way to talk about trauma, right? Yeah. Um, And I think, like, that's not necessarily what this game is doing, right? But I think there is an element of, like, it just doesn't... It doesn't feel as cruel as I think a lot of AAA games feel, even though it is, like, in some way the cruelest one of those, right? Um, Yeah. Yeah, like, I don't know. And, like, I'm not saying it has to... Like, I I would completely understand someone playing Tomb Raider having a having like a a less bad time than playing this right like that's just normal i think but but also there's sort of an interesting uh there's something interesting going on there that i don't quite have the grasp on but yeah um well i think that about wraps it up for us unless we have any final thoughts from from either of you yeah i mean i think we worked through like most of it yeah that was yeah i got nothing to add to it it's a good it's I, you should you should maybe play it if you think you could yeah i think if i think if you listen to this discussion and felt like oh like that sounds really interesting i'd like to experience that then you'd probably like i don't want to say have a good time but you'd like have an interesting time playing this game right i think it would be worthwhile for you it's, um, it's worth but if you feel like you kind of got it then i don't think you need to touch it right um yeah but yeah well uh i don't think we we don't have any emails Listen. Oh, hold on, hold on. Oh, oh, I think we, I think we got one. Oh, we got, oh. got an email. Damn. Oh, oh, we got, oh, we got an email. Oh, oh, we got one from uh, this one from uh, at Hendrix Trog. Oh, damn. Oh, wow. Okay. Hello, hello there, uh, talker idlers. Um, <laughs> basically, what I would like to ask you this time, uh, question number three. Can't believe it's being read on the air. Oh, ah, 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 ah. <laughs> I wanted to ask. Uh, has there ever been a game where you feel like the story and the gameplay kind of complement each other perfectly well? By that, I refer to like where you you can't where it's not like just the gameplay is its own thing, the story its own thing. You feel like they complement each other, like it's like it makes sense the way the game way plays because it works with the story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So sent from sent that is Jack sent from the uh, Jack Mac. <laughs> Well, so many new devices. Uh, Jack's constantly churning through them. Um, I think this is kind of a weird example, but I actually think Final Fantasy VII is an example of this for me. Um, I think... uh, I actually really like the combat in that game, and one of the things I like about it is that um, you... So basically how it works is that everybody's abilities are determined by materia, 
which is like earth magic power basically it's like a like a orb of earth magic and you like put mm-hmm. it in your sword or in your like bronze knuckles or whatever and it gives you like you can cast fireballs or whatever right and i think what that does formally is it makes this like um five by seven is is very much like it's a materialist game and i don't necessarily mean that in like the pure marxist sense but the game is interested in like material in people's material conditions and like how they're interacting with them right and the fact that like the combat and how it functions is almost entirely structured through your interaction with like the material of earth right yeah um i think is making this like formal argument about how like the world works it makes like an ecological argument right that also ties into like how the camera work functions like making you really feel small and like sort of putting you in these environments that often feel like overwhelming right um as well as sort of the game how the game is all these narrative modes right like sort of the cinematic cutscenes and like fights and like the way it feels sort of fractured right and split between different things and reflects like how interested it is in like identity and how complicated that stuff can be i think mm-hmm. uh i just think final fantasy 7 is like formally marvelous top to bottom even though i mean the game obviously has problems right um but i think that's like something that is so final fantasy 7 is like one of those games for me for sure yeah um, so for my example um i would i probably would have put this in the email uh if i was the same person which i'm not but mm-hmm. um uh basically the world ends with you is that game for me for the original ds oh yeah that, mm-hmm. com- that comes in part due to how the way that game works is that you you are at the same time managing like your character at the bottom with like a stylus while uh the top screen is like your partner and they are being operated by like the d-pad and these buttons and when you're first experiencing that it is like it is you're 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 it's like who what is going on like how mm-hmm. am i supposed to like do this and i feel like that works alongside how the character neku is like at the start of the game is very distrustful of people neku does not like working with others neku is like very solitary mm-hmm. and i feel like part of that game is like you are opening up to new people and new experiences and so as you're getting used to the groove of working with one person they might suddenly go away and another person takes their place and they have a whole different setup and that you're not you're not quite trusting of them but you have to you, you get used to it and you start forming a bond with them and so I, I that's what I find just kind of fascinating about like it's one of my favorite games and I feel like part of it just comes to like how like gameplay itself is like a story element like you're just you're 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 forming these bonds you're learning these controls and you're just kind of helping your character grow as a person so I, I find that really neat yeah that game i i would really like to play it again um it's been like several several years um but i think that i think you're i think you're absolutely right like it is a game about trying to cooperate with someone trying to make something happen together and there is like inherent friction there that you have to sort of oh excuse me work through and like try and i think yeah i think it's really cool i think it's a very interesting video game um how about i think what you call yeah, I think my choice would be probably Metal Gear Rising. Cool. That game's dope. I should. Yeah. I this is a, a game I need to play. I don't I'm gonna. I'm gonna super have a great reason beyond that. I think the bombast and oscillation in that game's story and thematics and tone genuinely complements the gameplay and the feel and the look of what is going on when you're moving. Like when you're touching the controller and making like yeah. manipulating the game to do things. Um, I think. But yeah, uh, if you haven't played it, Grace, I'm not gonna. I won't say much more because I think you should really play that game. Yeah, I do. Incredible. I, 
Yeah, I, I'm gonna get. So I think I think after Kingdom after I finish Kingdom Hearts, I'm gonna play. So my my partner has been watching me through the Kingdom Hearts games, and we've been sort of experiencing them together. And I keep mm-hmm. thinking about playing Metal Gear Solid with them, with her. And so I'm gonna do that. <laughs> and so yeah, I think after we awesome. wrap up Kingdom Hearts, that I'll start up, uh, you know, start from the beginning, and play through those games. And you know, I think that'll be. So I will get to Rising, but that might be you know, a while down the line, but I think, I just, like, want, I want, I want my wife to experience the end of Metal Gear Solid 2. <laughs> I just fair, want that to fair. happen. And, like, I don't know, I, I'm not saying, I'm not placing bets on, like, how she's gonna feel about these games, but I just think it will be fun to be, you know, and I, I, also, I, don't, I don't think we're gonna play 5, and maybe we'll play 4, I don't know. Um, yeah. But, you know. Yeah, 4's the only, I think, yeah, I haven't played Rising, and I haven't played 4. I think those are the ones I like have not touched. Right, I, I would. I'll be excited to hear your thoughts on Rising when you definitely get to that point. Yeah. it's Rising is Rising is actually it's, it's my one of my favorite games ever made. It is my fa- I think it is. It is actually my favorite Metal Gear game of the franchise. Yeah, are you? I mean, yeah. I'm. I'm. I'm really excited about it. I'm. I'm curious about it. I've heard good things, and I would, you know, want to read more about it. So, mm-hmm. um, what was I? Uh, yeah, uh, I don't think I have like another. I mean, there's other examples, of course, but I can't really think of anything particular. Um, I think Dragon Guard yeah. is kind of this too, actually. But I don't know if I like that game, but I do <laughs> think it is like doing stuff with how it plays. Um, actually, Kane and Lynch was kind of like. So I mean, yeah. Anyway, Dragon Guard is like a game that is doing a similar thing to Kane and Lynch, where it is like put taking off the mask of what is happening, right? Like you're playing a game that's kind of like Dynasty Warriors, but it's just like deeply unpleasant and like a slog to get through, right? Um, the thing is, it's not dynamic and basically doesn't have level design in the way like Kane and Lynch does. And I was like, damn, mm-hmm. like Kane and Lynch is like miserable and like hates the player, but it's like dynamic and engaging <laughs> in a way that. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and like I don't know, we'll see. I I want to get there's like stuff about that game that I think is really interesting. I think the cutscenes are great. The like the cinematics I think are super cool. So like I'm gonna keep playing that game. Um, but you know, mm-hmm. anyway. But I think yeah, I think that's also an example of this that like the formal, you know, the game the, the what you were doing in the game like very much matches what is happening narratively, right? Yeah. Um, Definitely. Yeah. Well, uh, I think we're I think we've entered the plug zone. So. Indeed. Uh, Jack, what do you do on the internet, and how? Where can we find you? All, all that. Okay. okay. Good stuff. Um, I, I, I will. I will try my best not to make this too long because I, I actually, I, I, I've. It turns out I do. I do quite a bit. Yeah. So, um, make it easy. If you go at, at Hendrix Trog, that is where you can find me on Twitter. That is where you can find me on uh, YouTube. Uh, where on YouTube I am currently editing my. You know, like Grace is going through Kingdom Hearts right now. I have also, I have already gone through Kingdom Hearts, and I am slowly going through all this footage, and I am editing it. Um, uh, spoilers for the upcoming episode. Um, that's where I'm going to be. That's where uh, Sora and Kingdom Hearts Two revisits Aladdin. I'm going to be adding in a Gilbert Gottfried uh, impression meter, where I, I'm, I'm going to rate myself and how well I did at the time trying to do his voice so we'll see how i did um that that'll, that'll be up eventually um still going through those games I, i'll probably they'll, they'll be they'll be changed along the way uh uh other stuff i do I, I have a website called jack does uh where i do everything 
as, as it turns out, that's where I put my writing up. If you want to read uh, those pieces I did about the battle passes for Apex, uh, for PUBG, for that one coming up about uh, Fall Guys, that'll be there. Mm -hmm. uh, that should be... Um, my plan is hopefully to get that up within... I want it out before the end of this season, so... I'm going to try to get it out by next week, so expect a write-up of that. Um, I do a podcast where I'm, I am i don't run it. I'm like a co-host slash guest called Fun Time Calls. I do this with a fr two friends, uh, Jordan Haas at Jordan Haas and, uh, and uh, my friend Ian, where it is basically like the antithesis of a podcast, say, like of my brother, my brother and me, where it is like, it is, th it is like three people in a Discord call who are proceedingly getting very angry it's like what if it's like the Kanan Lynch of like friend podcast where it's like <laughs> people getting very aggressive. I play up like a more antagonistic version of myself where I get mad at like food opinions. I think I call chicken sandwiches minion memer food. Uh, I get so that's you know that's a key thing. Um Oh, yeah, also at Hendrix Drugs, where you can find me on Twitch, where I do um, silly things. If you want to see what I end up doing that sound soundboard, uh, you'll probably check there. That's mm -hmm. I think that that'll do it. I I probably am missing out on things, but that's uh, that's that's kind of a, a taste. We'll call it a taste of what I do. Yeah, I will snip it. Yeah, well, uh, Cole, how about you? Yeah, um, I'm Cole. You can follow me on Twitter at Cole underscore is underscore online. Um, you can see my writing at a variety of places. Uh, currently, I have some things in the works at some websites, so keep an eye out for those. And for more of my long form, more like m fully on my bullshit writing, you can go to my Medium page, which is Medium at ColeHenry21 for me writing about mainly games and cinema. And I'm, my most recent thing is about uh ace combat which i talked about at the sort of the start of the show so check that out if you want yeah but yeah that's uh that's where i really am on the internet so how about you grace yeah so i'm uh at grace underscore machine on twitter i write on a blog at grace and i also am now a columnist at uppercut crit um that's yeah, a good column too yay yeah and i'm right about right about wrote about kingdom hearts um, yeah, it's about it's about RPGs and uh, Christianity and, and religion, um, kind of more generally, um, you know, Christianity generally because I'm that's I'm, well I don't, I don't want to be like that's what I am because it's very complicated but like it's you know it's where my history is um, it's what I know uh, so you know and I think it'll I think it'll be good I think uh, I'm really excited about the stuff I've got like a bunch of ideas for it. Um, like stuff in the works, but I got some cool, uh, but I think I'm really excited about the next two. I think they'll be good. Um, so tune to that. And also uppercut's just good. Like it's just, yeah, like, definitely. Um, yeah, I, yeah. Re I read your birth by sleep piece. It was very good. Thank I, you. This, this is, this is, this is, this is what, this is the part where I say it, it's, but these two folks, they're, they're good. They do. <laughs> well, you know, the thing is I, I have to agree. Like it's, it's, this has been a really good podcast. And like, I think, I think, uh, if I could just be, I think Jack is a really underrated streamer. He's very funny. Absolutely. You know, it is like good and like very like formally inventive as, as these two games are, right? <laughs> you know. So um so yeah, I think it's uh I think you know, I think we're hopefully three people making good stuff on the internet. Uh trying to hustle. It finally happened. Yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> Alright, as for the show uh, you can email us questions at questionsforidletalk at gmail.com. Um, mm -hmm. 
the Twitter is at Idle Talk Pod. Is that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. Yes. Okay. Cool. I'm getting it. I'm learning it. I need to write <laughs> it. Go. Just have there it in front go. of me. Um, yeah, and then you know you can find us uh, at Abnormal Mapping. You can find the RSS feed there and link to iTunes. Um, also, Idle Talk Pod, I presume. Um, and yeah, I think this is. I think I think it's a good show. And we're you know we're gonna see. We've obviously done like a couple of shows with guests. We're gonna try and maybe do one without a guest, just like you know, a classic Idle Talk episode. <laughs> so oh, to speak. classic! A few classic. Episodes. Oh, oh yeah. gee. Um, <laughs> They're only but, the real fans now. Yeah, but I think I think this I think having someone on to talk about some particular has been really fun and rewarding. Um, so yeah, far, definitely. so we'll definitely continue to do that. Um, yeah. Um, but thank you all for tuning in. And we'll have here you must be a new arrival let me guess fate of the undead